Welcome to Starry Alignment, your source for cosmic strategy and divine timing. This is a powerful portal where you get to engage in the practice of seasonal magic as we consider the impact of upcoming planetary transits and deepen our sense of the themes playing out through transformative ritual. Every month with the new moon, you'll have this resource as a guide to master your unique cosmic strategy and divine timing. My name is Stevie, and I am here in celebration of the sacred rhythm between Mother Earth and Father Sky with you. In this episode, we are going to be moving through time in a much more concise way than the last. Instead of going through each of the lunar transits, we are going to look week by week at the most potent windows of time and what I call breakthrough periods. We're going to be looking at the eclipses, Mercury retrograde, Jupiter and Aries, and some other major things happening in the month of May. I invite you to take notes throughout this transmission and plan ahead with it and show up for it at your own pace. I invite you to take notes during this transmission, plan ahead with it, and show up for it fully at your own pace. There are timestamps in the description of this episode to help you navigate the calendar of events and find the ritual portion of this experience with ease. It is a blessing to be here with you now. So without further ado, let's begin. So last episode, we finished out looking briefly at the impact of all the transits happening leading up to this solar eclipse in the sign of Taurus, which perfected on Saturday, April 30th of 2022. So this eclipse perfected at 4.28 p.m. on Saturday, and it was exactly conjunct um, the North Node and Uranus in the same sign. So Uranus was just four degrees away from this new moon, and Uranus is the planet of sudden change and innovation. So this eclipse is going to really help us to activate a whole new life, a whole new viewpoint on things, and a whole new way of approaching our responsibilities uh, moving forward. Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius and the secondary ruler of the first ruler, the primary ruler really, um, is Saturn. So the sign of Aquarius and this energy, which Uranus gives qualities to, is all about being a rebel, all about doing the innovative thing, taking action that is different from the past, like radically different. So this eclipse is going to really help us to set new intentions that are somewhat revolutionary. And they might seem small, but those choices have ripples effect, uh, or a ripple effect that is undeniable. And eclipses are basically new and full moons that happen on the nodes of the moon. So these are points in space where once the sun and the moon align in those mathematical places in the sky, it means that their connection, the channel of energy from the sun and the moon is literally perfect. There's a direct alignment of these planets, uh, so much so that it creates this portal of transformation. So 
Eclipses happen every six months or so, and they are known to bring about major deaths and major new beginnings. So if you are a business owner or somebody that, um, you know, pays attention to astrology and weaves this wisdom into your day-to-day business activities, I like to think of business as the concept of busyness, you know, like what is your busyness in your life consist of and how can you best utilize things like astrology to help you leverage your time and your energy. So with this eclipse, this is something that we're going to be feeling for days, weeks, if not months after this event. Eclipses happen, um, like I said, every six months and the North Node, which is where that portal of transformation is, and the South Node, uh, those change every 18 months. So the last time that we had um, the North Node in Taurus was in, there's a chart here on my screen if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on Spotify, but you can see that the last time we had uh, the North Node in Taurus, which is the North Node is this this point in space that is uh, basically where we are choosing to evolve as a collective in time. It's kind of like a sacred promise we made before we got here that this sacred clock of time that we work with would be ticking in a certain way and there would be windows of refinement, windows of opportunity for us to get into a deeper connection with source. So right now, the the North Node, which rules our cosmic fate, it connects to this this metaphor of the cosmic dragon where the head of the dragon is the north node and the tail of the dragon is the south node so the north node is like the mission that we're all on what we're all headed towards what we're all um, so excited about and just naturally learning to take into account to really pay attention to And then the south node is where we draw our inspiration from. What is needing to be let go of or released about our shadow, our relationship with our shadow, our relationship with our past? Um, What is needing to be released uh, so that we can lean further into this bigger mission without our egos getting in the way or without our trauma kind of overcoming the whole possibility of self, right? Because the the South Node is about excretion. It's about releasing. And when we choose to hold on to things that are stagnating, we end up getting sick and toxic, right? So the North Node allows us to see where our divine light is leading us, like where the focus of attention is. And in your birth chart, I encourage you to look at Where do you see the South Node in Scorpio? And where do you see the North Node in Taurus? These two act on an axis. So um, they are exactly opposite of one another. And there will be an axis of your life that is being eclipsed at this time. And an eclipsed means that there is a natural shedding. There is a natural point of major expansion. And through that, you might experience some major contractions, confusion, um, places of, uh, you know, opportunities for growth. So, um, you know, eclipses are no joke. They're a time where we really need to set aside time for self-care, set aside time for rest, 
get the support from the right people that really understand, especially in Taurus season, what we value and that really nourish us, right? So the last time that we had the North Node in Taurus was I would I would go back to as far as 1984, but um, if you're curious, we've got 1982, 1947, 1966, 1984, 2003 to 2004, and then 2022 to 2023. So what you can do is look back if you can remember what was happening in 2003 in your life. What themes are repeating themselves now? And, you know, that can be somewhat of a stretch and another way to, to look at it and to really consider, um, what you might be being asked to integrate from the past. So not only from that time zone of 2003, but when we had the North node in Scorpio, which means that the nodes were reversed instead of the North node being in Taurus, the North node is in Scorpio. And the last time that we had that was actually in 2012 to 2014. So there might be something that was happening during your life during that 2012 to 2014 window. Um, Maybe habits or ways of coping, ways of reaching your highest potential um, that maybe didn't serve you that now are starting to come back and you're being invited to reach that same level of mastery, but possibly by letting go of some of the habits or coping mechanisms or um, patterns that you may have been living through between the time of 2012 and 2014. So again, that period was when we had the North Node, the collective mission, focus on the energy of Scorpio, focus on the energy of primal needs of sexual needs of um, desire and hidden passions and hidden truths right so there was a lot of like deep hidden self-discovery that was done during that time i know for me during that time it was very um turbulent but awakening period and i can definitely say that there are things happening now that can directly connect me back to the passion i was feeling then the things i felt were so important for us to care about back then the north the south node was in taurus so you know there was a lot of environmentalism going on and there was a lot of looking at our collective shadow our personal shadow and how we may be contributing to some of the uh, lack of pure values in society, um, the lack of respect for nature, the lack of respect for rest that we really need to begin to cultivate in our life. So now with the Taurus, with the North Node in the sign of Taurus, um, now the tables have turned. The focus is on how can we actually create a sustainable life? How can we move in a way that is slow, in a way that is super nourishing, that allows us to connect with our values? Taurus is the feminine sign connected to the planet Venus. Venus rules the sign. So whenever we're in Taurus season and wherever, whenever we're moving through a new moon, especially an eclipse, This is a huge opportunity for us to really align with our values. And the next time we're going to have the opportunity to have this kind of value-driven momentum 
is when the North Node re-enters Taurus, but that won't be for another, yeah, like 20 years or so. So these, these transits of the North Node in a certain sign um, are very potent. So wherever you have the North Node in your chart, uh, in, in Taurus right now, this is an area of your life that is being perfected for the next 20 years. I mean, this is a place of maturing that we're going to be going through over the next six months or so, and we're going to feel the ripple effects of that for a long time. So just some themes related to this new moon and some of the goals or some of the goals that you might be shifting and shaping your life around, or some of the qualities that relate to Taurus have to do with having loving relationships, um, valuing what is truly beautiful and how to be in an energy that is passive, that is yin, that is easeful, how to be rooted and strong and bold, right? You know, think of the bull, think of a, you know, if you're a woman, think of a female bull. If you or, or is that a, I don't know if there's a name for that, a female cow. Um, or if you're a male, you could think about the bull. But a cow or a bull is really a very peaceful creature unless it's disturbed. Once it's disturbed, it can basically uh, show its strength. So what we know about these animals, though, is that just by looking at them from a distance, we're like, damn, that thing is strong. That thing is grounded. You know, like it is so rooted and patient. Um, it's not it's not like running towards something. It's it's attracting things to it. Right. So this is the energy of yin. This is the energy of calling something to you so that you can receive it. This is essentially the opposite of Aries season of this Aries energy that we've been moving through. And, um, we had a whole stellium in Aries. Um, but now the energy has moved to Taurus and instead of us running and sprinting and bolting to take action, this is an invitation for us to be really intentional and slow and clear about what it is that we're doing and why. And, and again, how does this relate to the things that you were so passionate about back in 2012, back in 2013 and 2014? So it's time for us to let go of past projections that are no longer serving us and to step into a new timeline, to let Uranus, the planet of innovation, really inspire what is coming through next. Because this new moon was conjunct Uranus, the planet of rebellion, sudden change, and electricity. So there might be some uh, sudden things that show up this month um, under this new moon intention. And there might be things that you didn't even, you couldn't not even have imagined are going to come alive, come to life during this time. And the other thing about this moon is that because it is in Taurus, it's ruled by Venus. And right now on the perfection of this full of this new moon, we have Venus conjunct Jupiter perfectly to almost the second. I mean, they're literally off by two seconds. If you're checking me out on YouTube or Spotify, you can see my screen and you can see that we have Venus, which rules the sign of Taurus in Pisces. And this is her home sign. Um, one of, well, it's actually the sign of her exaltation. Her home sign is in Taurus and also in, um, Libra, but, um, her sign of exaltation is opposite that of 
Her sign of exaltation is in the sign of Pisces, where she gets to really express those dreamy versions of the art that the world allows us to create. So Venus conjunct Jupiter during this new moon with Neptune and and Mars also in the sign of Pisces. This new moon has a fusion of, you know, grounded, practical, money conscious, uh, relationship conscious threads. But there's also a deep weaving of our dreams. And a lot of the work that we've been doing for the last two months since we hit Pisces season, a lot of that's going to come to fruition and um, in really abundant, beautiful, artistic, uh, passionate ways this month, there's going to be the opportunity for us to experience good fortune in ways that maybe we have never dreamed of. Like we've never even stepped into the amount of synchronicities that are possible this month because Jupiter is in the sign of its home, Pisces. And it's only here for a couple days left until it enters the sign of Aries. And with Venus and Jupiter, the two benefics conjunct or together in alignment during this new moon at the exact time of the new moon eclipses perfection, it is literally a sign from the gods that there is something beautiful, positively benefic that is coming out of this month. It's undeniable and it's something that you're going to be feeling for the next 12 years, 20 years. This is like a big one. This is a really big deal. And, you know, Mars is in Pisces as well. And Mars doesn't necessarily function here the best. So some of the actual uh, big, you know, you might think like the actual event, like the, the trigger point, it might not happen this month, but there are steps that you are taking. There's a foundation that you're building on that is um, fueled by your dreams, that is fueled by your fantasy, which honestly is not a bad idea. It just depends what side of fantasy you are playing in. Are you playing in the realm of addiction and um, fantasizing that that won't catch up with you? Or are you existing in the realm where you are dreaming of the purest, most healthy, most expressed version of yourself, right? There's two dreams. There's an illusion and then there's like the highest, purest version of self. (laughs) So um, I really encourage you all to really, you know, pay attention to ways that you may choose to escape and choose to uh, fall into old habits that might be uh, getting you almost like lost in your emotions. Do your best to get grounded, go out and be in nature, you know, um, find a, a way that you can create tangible results this month. Um, while also trusting that the bigger, the bigger, uh, opportunities of, uh, you know, action coming through is going to happen in the next couple of weeks when Mars moves into, into his home sign of Aries. So under this new moon, we are under the influence of this dreamy realm. We do have Saturn in Aquarius, um, where he's still holding it down there and 
Mercury is at the zero degree of air of uh, Gemini. So um, we do have uh, a couple planets in, you know, strong positions, this, this lunation, and it's going to be a really great opportunity for us to get clear on um, things related to our foundation, how we can build off the structure we've been creating since Saturn has been in Capricorn um, since 2020. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time for us to clear up any communication or technological uh, pieces of our life that allow us to feel more rooted, more grounded and in control. So the next aspect I wanted to look at was Mercury retrograde. So the next aspect that becomes really important for this month is Venus entering the sign of Aries. And this happens on Monday, May 2nd at 12, 10 PM Eastern time. And it is during this time that we really begin to see how freaking fierce we are. Venus is our senses, our sensual body, our expression through art, through relationships, through uh, our money and how we create business, how we create commerce, how we create value. So Venus has been in her sign of exaltation um, for about a month now. And thank God she got to get a blessing from Neptune and Jupiter and even Mars um, in her passing through Pisces, where we really had an opportunity to feel into the complete expression of our emotional alchemy. Pisces is the final sign of the water triad. And so there is a deep maturing that was going on in our relationships. A cycle was closing that uh, related to how we deal with our emotions in relationship. If we tend to guide our life and make choices only based on how we feel, we might have started to realize at the end of this uh, transit with Venus through Pis in Pisces that... Um, Following your intuition, following your body, listening to your body based on how you feel is extremely important. But in order to find true balance, if we look at what is opposite of Pisces, we do have Virgo. So there is a, a need for attend, attending to, paying attention to the little details that, um, you know, help us to make decisions. So personally, for me, what I have come to realize is that making choices and decisions based only on emotion um, can become more stressful to the body and mind and to the world than if we have a perfect and um, mindful balance of what we're feeling paired off against what is logical. So um, I just wanted to share that with you and knowing that Venus is leaving this dreamy place and there is so many dreams and, and opportunities that are probably showing up in your life as we come to this end of the Venus and Pisces saga. Um, but, you know, moving forward with Venus coming into the sign of Aries, um, it's important for us to take action with that balance in mind. It's important for us to take action feeling both the senses in our bodies and making choices based on how we feel and the logical details of a situation. We find the balance. So Venus is entering the sign of Aries and she isn't really going to make any crazy aspects in this place until we get into the end of the month. 
So just to give you a little preview at the end of the month, Venus is going to be sextiling Saturn on May 24th. So that is going to be a big culmination of Venus in the sign of the warrior, Venus in Aries, Venus in the place where she is unafraid to speak her truth. She is unafraid to take action. She is very independent. This is a place and a sign and a transit where people all over the world are going to be self-initiating. This is a time where self-study, uh, individualized opportunities uh, work, where you get to really uh, identify with your inner warrior. Like this is a time where your cosmic calling is going to be burning through your heart and, and it's showing up. So wherever you have Aries in your chart, this place is going to be the theme of bringing that embodiment into that place. So if you have Venus in uh, Aries in the sixth house of work and routine and responsibility, for example, the energy is going to be encouraging you to be really self-reliant in the area of your own routine. How can you be a warrior of your own preventative health practices? You know, so if you have it in your career, it would show up there. If you have it in the place of groups or in the place of your subconscious and meditation, you know, so Venus moving into this place of the warrior and the independent, you know, thinker, the independent action taker, um, it's really going to encourage us to say, make some radical choices in our life. And towards the end of the month, we're going to have Venus sextiling Saturn, the planet of maturity and boundaries and commitment. So sextiles are ruled by Venus. And so if you have any kind of like business um, connections that you want to make, that you want to solidify, that you, you want to ensure are harmonious for you and your clients or for you and your family, whatever it is you might be planning, um, around that May 24th time is going to be quite uh, revealing about how we can uh, find balance in maturing, find balance in um, taking that action that's required, but doing so in a way that is easeful, that is feminine. And then Venus will also square Pluto on May 27th, and that will be a uh, revealing time of really facing our fears. And then May 28th, Venus is going to enter her home sign of Taurus. So we have uh, Venus in Pisces from, I'm sorry, um, Venus in Aries. The next aspect that's really interesting to look at is happening just three days later on May 5th, uh, Thursday. Um, and during this time, we're going to have the sun align perfectly with Uranus, the planet of sudden change and innovation. So, um, this is going to be a time where uh, unexpected things happen. Um, if you can on Thursday, keep your, your calendar open for the unexpected, uh, allow yourself to be a channel for new ideas and innovation, and, and don't be afraid of what might be coming through. Um, depending on where you have Uranus in your chart, uh, this is going to challenge you to see things in a different way. It's going to challenge you to hit the reset button and know that you have the ability to invent your life, to be the creator, to be the one that is the genius 
mind behind the changes that constantly happen in your life. You are the one that makes the choice. So we're going to be struck with a lot of divine inspiration around this time. And the fifth is going to be when there's almost like a, a lightning bolt striking into our consciousness around a solution to a question that we've been asking for a long time. The next big aspect of the month is Mercury retrograde. So this is going to be happening on May 10th at 7 47 a.m. Eastern time. So Mercury is going to be retrograde from the beginning or the second month, the second week in May to the first week in June on June 3rd. So with Mercury going retrograde in his home sign of Gemini, I'm actually really excited about this. I think it's going to be um, a really straightforward retrograde because we have Mercury in the place where he operates most efficiently. Gemini is the mutable air sign. It is the completing process of our thoughts and information. So because Mercury is retrograding in this place of completion, there's going to be things that we are really needing to rethink so that we feel more in alignment and in integrity with whatever it is that we are trying to communicate to the world. So um, during this time, you really want to make sure that you are being patient with the process of working with technology, with the process of discovering your unique voice. Um, there's going to be maybe memories that you resurface that are coming up for you to heal with others. You know, if we look at the chart, let's pull up May 10th. We will have the sun about to align with the north node in Taurus. The sun is just coming off a conjunction with Uranus. Uh, Jupiter is at the 29th degree. It's literally the almost the last day of um, Jupiter in Pisces. And um, well, actually, it is, it's on the same day. I forgot. It's so crazy. Um, Jupiter enters Pisces on the same day that, or I'm sorry, Jupiter enters Aries on the same day that Mercury goes retrograde. So the retrograde occurs at 7.47 a.m. And then Jupiter enters Aries at 7.22 p.m. So I think that that window, that literally 12-hour window that we're going to have with Mercury retrograde with Jupiter still in the sign of Pisces it's going to be a really important time for us to listen to the abundance codes that are coming in through, you know, from source. Um, like I've said, Jupiter is in the home sign uh, in Pisces. So Jupiter is the planet of expansion, of optimism, of literal abundance. He is the teacher to the gods of spirituality and of faith. So um, with Jupiter at the final degree of the sign where he will retrograde and come back into Pisces one more time before we don't see him here for a long time. Um, but it is a time for us to really listen to whatever is wanting to come through and to be willing to meet the dream, to be willing to meet the expansion and the, the work that is needed um, for us to really experience that, that glow up, you know, that change in what we're willing to hold right jupiter in pisces or the sign of pisces is the mutable water sign so um it is a matter of like how much are we able to hold and also like let go it's the process of recognizing like what our deep emotional capacity is and how through that emotional capacity to be compassionate 
to be one with God, um, in doing that, we then create a ripple effect to everybody else around us. The next sign after Pisces is Cancer, where we have the cardinal water energy. So this is speaking to the connection between how one emotional state, a person's emotional state, a person's emotional intelligence and integration naturally is going to influence those of the people around them, right? So this is a, this is a really divine time for us to be mindful of what the words we are using in our minds and out loud. Mercury is going to be retrograding in the place where uh, that is the central location for all of humanity, where uh, the details that make up the sum of its parts uh, are, are what we become more aware of. Right, so wherever you have Gemini in your chart, this is going to be where you have the ability to see and understand all of the intricacies and moving parts of that place. Whereas the other place that uh, Mercury rules is Virgo. And in the place of Virgo, Virgo's job is to organize all of that and to structure it and to layer it and to make it efficient and something that can be um, forever tangible and useful to people. Right. So Mercury and Gemini is about uh, really seeing the full picture of something and preparing for it to be used for a much, much higher material purpose uh, so that it makes a physical impact on people. We're taking thought in Gemini when Mercury's in Gemini, we are refining and perfecting and purifying our thoughts, our vision our relationship with our mind. Mercury is the messenger of the gods. Mercury is the only planet that circles around the light of our solar system, which is the sun. And and Mercury then passes through the bridge between the, the sun and the earth when Mercury is retrograde. Mercury is literally sandwiched between the sun and the earth at this time. So we have the opportunity to really listen and to hear what we know and to clean and to clear out, you know, what doesn't really align with the truth that we want to embody. So that when Mercury moves into Virgo, into that higher expression of material manifestation, what does it end up looking like? You know, how do you speak to yourself? Do you tell yourself that you are a boss that you can, you can manifest anything that you desire, that you are worthy because you are in service, that your mission is coming through you from a higher source, and that you're dedicated to being the most pure and profound light of inspiration based on whatever purpose your soul is telling you, right? If you, if you create from there, imagine the material manifestation of you in weeks, days, months, years to come versus if you have any other limiting thoughts, if you have any other self-sabotaging behaviors which stem from your thoughts, how does that become into material reality looking forward, right? So just really keep that in mind as you're working on um, relationship, communications, contracts, offerings, uh, the details of um, 
it's almost like to me, I think of in a business sense, uh, Mercury and Gemini as the product suite, the, the details of your offerings. And then Mercury in Virgo or that, that, that yang, yin, the yin expression of that yang offering, that yang suite of services. The yin expression, which is Virgo, is the material outcome, right? So in your product suite, there is a goal, you know? So I almost think of this time as like refining what we offer. And uh, as a result, the mission and the material outcomes that we seek naturally can come into existence, right? So um, I'm really excited about this Mercury retrograde and I think it's gonna be quite profound. we have the conjunction of Mercury and and the Sun on May 21st. So Mercury and the Sun aligning when Mercury's retrograde is one of my favorite times of the year. Any kind of planetary conjunctions with the Sun are really, really powerful because they're like new moons or new cycles in relation to that planet that is meeting the Sun. So Mercury is going to be meeting the Sun in the sign of Gemini on the 21st of May, which is a Saturday. And this is a very powerful portal where we get to listen and receive direct information. So this is the, this is the perfect alignment of the sun, Mercury and earth in a straight line with Mercury in the center. And that is May 21st on Saturday. So all these themes I've been talking about will be really shining bright on this Saturday day. And after um, this third week in May, we're going to have a lot more clarity. It's going to be like, feel like we've, we've gotten over a hump. We've, um, we've faced the challenges of, you know, the retrograde and we know what's on the horizon and we know that we can handle it and anything that we can't handle, we can continue to ask for. So, um, yeah, just look out for that. I look really, I really look forward to it. It's going to be a time where we get genius ideas around technology, innovation, how we communicate, how we market, how we meet, how we use media, how we broadcast. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Looking into the rest of, uh, what's happening, um, that is really beautiful to consider. Let's see what else is going on this month. So in the the second week of May, that's basically the major shift. And then we have Jupiter coming into Aries. So Jupiter and Aries is going to be quite fun as well. The last time we had Jupiter and Aries, if you're checking out my screen, I have a resource here from shamanicastrology.com. And we can see the last time that Jupiter was in Aries was in 2010 uh, until 2011. So you can go back and think, you know, back then, what were you really passionate about? What were you fearless about conquering? What in your spiritual awareness were you curious to conquer and to, uh, really deepen in your understanding of, I mean, expand in your, ability to hold space for that. You know, this is the sign Aries is the sign that rules the head. It rules, um, the skull and, um, taking action. You know, it's the Ram that, that will push its way through that will break the wall that will get, get to the other side. So in 2010, you know, what was happening in your life that you were like gung ho about, uh, 
you know, initiating. You were gung-ho about uh, expanding your horizons with. You know, this is a sign of Aries again, where uh, this is an opening around how we can be our most spiritually centered, self-initiating soul. You know, this is the, the cardinal fire sign, the sign of passion, the sign of uh, chi, the sign of prana. Uh, without the fire, we won't have the spirit's ability to move and to, and to glow and burn that heat that keeps us alive. Uh, if we get too cold, we can't survive. So we need that heat. We need to move it up to the heart where we have the energy of Leo or that fixed fire energy can can stay and remain in the heart and then it can move up to Sagittarius um, or move down technically because it starts from this the head in Aries it moves down to the heart in Leo and it moves down to the to the thighs in Sagittarius if we're thinking about how the energy moves in fire uh, according to medical astrology through the body so um this is a big time uh, where we have Jupiter and Aries now um, until October 28th, until uh, Jupiter goes into Pisces. And then Jupiter will return back to the sign of Aries on December 20th of 2022. So from May to October, which is uh, a pretty big span of time, um, we are going to be exploring how we can be more self-reliant. Um, Jupiter is symbolic of our relationship with God and our relationship with faith. So now imagine you are a lone warrior who needs to go out on a mission and come back, you know, alive by yourself. This is the journey that we're going to be on for the next nine months. It's a spiritual journey of self-initiation, of self-awareness, of being self-guided. So this doesn't mean that you don't find teachers. It means that you take the action to find the medicine that you need, that you, you burn through the fear, you burn through the money, you burn open opportunities to expand your heart and your love for something that you've already been cultivating for a very long time. So, you know, during this time, it's important to keep your ego in check and not to get too much of a big head. <laughs> um, this also because Aries is ruled by the sign or by the planet Mars, uh, which rules war. Um, this is a time where, you know, we might see uh, people's ability to argue or to, you know, bump heads about things. Um, get into uh, basically an energy of warfare uh, during this time that, that is a bit uh, unfortunate and we'll see how this pans out but um, it's important for us healers for us visionary light workers to be aware of the uh, the potential opportunity and the potential downfall of these of any transit right so you know, when we have Jupiter and Pisces, it's important for us to be pioneers of what we truly believe is beneficial to the world. Uh, Jupiter is a greater benefic, the greater force that does good. And if 
we experience things that are of the energy of war, uh, that are of the energy of um, delusion, that are the energy of um, someone trying to, to fool another. We need to definitely approach that situation from a very stoic and um, again, self-guided place. It's going to be an important time for us to um, basically realize how we can chart our own fate, uh, but not lose sight of how we actually do need each other to get things done. So yeah, we'll be talking about Jupiter and Aries for the next couple of months, but um, just be warned of, you know, feeling your ego get a bit inflated, but the ego is needed. The ego is what is the expression of your character, right? And do you want your character to be selfish or do you want your character to be considerate, you know, um, self-aware and considerate, you know? Um, we're going to be breaking patternings by, patterns by widening our view of perception around self-respect, personal strength, athleticism, what we can achieve, where we, where and how we receive our validation, which should be from ourselves. So that'll be the big lesson is learning to validate ourselves. Um, we're going to be challenged to really embrace our own uniqueness, our own needs, our own desires, our own passions, and what arouses us. Versus when Jupiter is in Pisces, this is much more of a dreamy um, experience where we get to reflect on our subconscious and our subtle dreams. So this is a time where those subtle uh, desires or the subtle visions that came through with Jupiter and Pisces over the last year or so um, are going to really be able to uh, find a place in the world. You know, those dreams are going to be coming into reality over the next six months. And then we'll have Jupiter back in Pisces for a little bit. Well, we'll do some refining. And again, we'll be challenged to step to the plate and, and you know, go for it once more. So the next major aspect that's going to be showing up is on Monday, May 16th at 12, 14 a.m. And that's going to be our lunar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio. So we have the moon in Scorpio at 25 degrees, the south node at 22. So this lunation is going to be illuminating the south node. So remember at the beginning of this episode, I was sharing with you how to connect with that energy back in 2012. Well, this is our opportunity to shed whatever kinds, or even celebrate. I would say this is a good time to celebrate what has been shed and to let go of anything that remains. Um, this is an eclipse on the south node uh, or on the tail of the dragon. So it's about purging. It's about releasing. It's about renewal and cleansing through uh, a, a release of some kind. Because the moon is in Scorpio, the ruler of this lunation is Mars. And Mars is still in the sign of Pisces at this time. And it's actually conjunct Neptune, the planet of illusions and dreams. So this lunation is going to be a combination of one that is very grounded, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy at this time because we have Mercury retrograde. We've got Venus conjunct Chiron in Aries. Um, we've got Jupiter at the first degree of Aries for the first time in 
10 years. Um, we've got Mars in a place where it doesn't necessarily function too well, conjunct the planet of illusion and delusion. So um, this lunation is going to be a, one that is really guiding us to trust, to have faith in um, these dreams that are still asking us to, to, to believe because, because we have Mars in the sign of actual, the, in the, in the energy of dreaming, it's not so much about the action that is happening. Like if you have a vision of producing a product or having a, a certain experience, this is a time of a lot of like mental dreaming preparation in order for that to come to its fullest expression. So you might have things that come through that are new, of course, that are so expansive, revolutionary, but some of the bigger things that you are calling in, that you're desiring, that you're wanting, um, some of the greatest work that you can do is just to know that you can get it done incrementally, incrementally, incrementally. Um, you can get it done through intensive focus. So because the moon is in Scorpio, this is the sign of intensity, of depth, of fixed water. So it's about like allowing yourself to feel into something um, and, and the full capacity of it without, you know, starting something new or, or transitioning to its completion. It's about really sitting in it. it it's almost like you can imagine being in a psychedelic ceremony where you have to go through the trip. You have to feel, um, the, the memory, the emotion, and you have to reconcile it. And by doing that, you allow yourself to, uh, transform, you know, Scorpio is the sign of the Phoenix rising from the ashes and the Phoenix must first burst into flames, which probably ha you know has a lot of sensation if you were a phoenix <laughs> and then the phoenix must turn into ashes and then rise again right that's the energy of scorpio so you know it's about us kind of leaning into those fears um the last time we had a new moon in scorpio was you know around October. I always think of like Halloween time. I don't have the exact date of that lunation. I encourage you to go find it, see when the last new moon in Scorpio was, but it will be in the fall. It'll be around, um, Scorpio season. And you can think, you know, what was happening during that time and how has this, uh, come to blossom and in what way, uh, can I really choose to let go of some of the things that I, may have been uh, doing or thinking back then that isn't really for my highest good that doesn't really bring me a sense of deep pleasure right because scorpio rules the sex organs scorpio rules our uh primal passions you know so it's about really um not giving up on your ability to have faith not giving up on your ability to dream and to know that some of those uh visions that you're having uh, you need to make sure that you are connecting with the right people, resources, opportunities now so that those relationships and connections can develop. And then when uh, Mars moves into Aries and throughout the rest of the Zodiac, uh, the, the ability for you to take action is rooted in these emotionally intelligent connections that you made during this time. So that's all I'm going to say about this eclipse, just to keep it short with you guys and to uh, move in through time and to keep this episode pretty concise. 
but I'm very excited about that lunar eclipse. I think it's going to be one where we need to be kind of in an incubation period, um, but so much is gonna come out of that without a doubt. Okay, and then on the 21st, on Saturday, we have that Mercury Kazemi, which I was telling you about. Great clarity around this Mercury retrograde cycle that's gonna come through on Saturday night. Moving into the fourth week of the month of May, the big uh, alignments that are really exciting to talk about for me um, is we have Sun in a sextile with Jupiter and Aries for the first time on May 23rd, uh, which is a Monday. So Sun sextile Jupiter is a very is a very lucky energy. Um, we will have Venus in Aries at this time. So Venus is in a place where um, she is ruled by Mars and Mars is in Pisces. So it's going to be a really interesting um, sun sextile to, to Jupiter for sure. But this is a good time for anything that has to do with like uh, basically pushing that limit, doing anything that's outside your comfort zone where you're just meeting your edge. Uh, the sun sextile Jupiter day is a divine day to have those kinds of opportunities. Um, you might also want to be social on this day or plan something that would feel really lucky or um, benefic or profound in a positive way for you and those in your life. Later in the week, we have Venus moving into her home sign of Taurus on May 28th. And this is the place where Venus is at home. So Venus in Taurus is going to be a really nice shift. Um, if we just pull up that chart and we see what the day is looking like on May 28th, when we finally have Venus in her home sign, um, we're going to have the moon also in Taurus, which is really nice. And um, the moon's going to be crossing over Uranus, the North Node, and Mercury, um, all in, in, in uh, Taurus, and the sun is going to be in Gemini. So, oh, I didn't mention when the sun enters Gemini. Okay, yeah, so it's the day before. The sun enters Gemini on the 20th, and then uh, we have, oh, it's the day before the Kazemi. Right, so the sun enters the sign of Gemini on the 20th, and um, that's gonna shift us completely into a whole new season um, and a whole new vibe. Um, the sun in Gemini, because Mercury is retrograde and because Mercury is in his home sign of Gemini, um, this, Ge this Gemini season is going to be one where we are really allowing ourselves to get those, those details sorted out. Um, it's a great time to let yourself channel any kind of like writing material or anything that has to do with like communicating a message or marketing. Um, the sun in Gemini allows us to really access that communication with source. Um, again, check out where you have the sun in your chart to really chart out where uh, this is going to be helping you grow in your life. Every single time the sun changes signs, it changes the house that it sits in in your chart and therefore the expression in your life. So um, yeah, but just jumping back to where we were with um, Venus in Taurus, um, Venus coming into Taurus is going to really help us to, uh, align with special relationships. Um, Venus is going to be in this sign 
until June 22nd. So from May 28th until June 22nd, we have Venus in her home sign. She is going to be crossing over the North Node of fate. So that's pretty significant. Uh, it takes Venus about nine months to go through all of the signs. And so the mathematical opportunity for us to actually feel Venus crossing over that North Node of fate is quite uh, rare and quite lovely. So while we have Venus and Taurus, it's going to be an opportunity for us to re-examine and like strengthen our relationship with money, our relationship with people, our relationship to what is physical, what is material, because uh, Taurus is the fixed earth sign. So it is relating to all that we can touch and feel. Um, the body is ruled by Venus. So anything related to the neck, and um, the voice and the vocal cords um, are going to be tested during this time. You know, it's really important that we stay um, loose as we experience Venus in her yin expression. You know, the body is going to want to soften. It's going to want to find ways of relaxing tension. You might be feeling in your jaw, you know, and how that correlates to everything else in your life and how that relates to how your voice is able to express and how your, your sex organs are able to express as a result of how your voice is able to express because Taurus is exactly opposite Scorpio, which rules the sex organs, right? So um, this is an opportunity for us to really uh, become into a more divine relationship with our body and with what is material and how we uh, can capitalize on this time period. Uh, Venus rules money and so, um, and the feminine, of course, with Venus and Taurus and this yin expression of Venus. So um, this is a great time to be supported by women, to work with women, to do things that uh, you know uplift the feminine, that help us to get back in our bodies. Um, a really fantastic time to allow innovative things to happen in relation to these topics because Venus is going to cross over Uranus and the North Node. So it's like the Uranus aspect is about some sort of innovative action that needs to be taken um, in relation to relationships, money. Um, so you're going to do something you've never done before. And I'd love to hear in the comments, like, what, what is that thing? You know, how is it coming into tangible reality? Are you going to the gym more? Are you working with new clients? Are you creating new ways of making money? Um, and this is going to be really interesting in terms of the cryptocurrency world and just how we relate to like, what is valuable. Uh, I think there's going to be a collective rethinking around that, like a shift or an innovative, uh, paradigm, uh, shifting happening. So, um, with Venus crossing over the North node, uh, some other innovative technologies might be coming through as well. Uh, we have, you know, Elon Musk just bought Twitter. God only knows what could happen as we move forward into the future, but there is this like, uh, need to begin to obtain physical resources that help us to connect with people that really get us, that really help us to stay nourished, that help us to be in our bodies. Um, so be really selective during this time of who you let into your life and who you um, share your resources with, share your talent with, share your energy with. Um, it's going to be really important. Okay, and then um, 
we have, so I missed it here, but um, a couple days prior to Venus entering Taurus, we actually have Mars entering his home sign of Aries on the 24th. So um, we're going to have both Venus and Mars in their home signs uh, for about the next month. Ven uh, Mars will be in Aries for quite a while. Um, let's see how long Mars is in Aries. So we have Mars in Aries from May 24th, which is a Tuesday, until July 6th. So May through the beginning of July. End of May through the beginning of July, we have Mars in Aries. So remember what I was saying about this dreamy energy and you know, you're, you're gonna find the spark to really like take action on it it's during that window, it's during that June, beginning of July period where there's like massive energy, massive action being taken. So um, yeah, just gear yourself up for connecting with relationships, working with money in ways you never have and taking action on what you believe is most important to your divine expression of self-awareness, self-purpose, you know, a mission that is coming from your heart, but serves the world, you know, serves to create balance. The opposite of Aries is Libra. So, um, it's about creating like divine, cosmically truthful and balanced, uh, commerce. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to have Mars and Venus both in their home signs. So coming into the last two days of May, we have, uh, as the big uh, aspect to share is the Gemini new moon. So the Gemini new moon is going to be on May 30th and we will just look at that really quick. So I'm not going to say too much about this new moon because we are going to start off the next episode talking about this new moon, but I will say that during this time, we're going to have Mercury conjunct the North node and Mercury is still going to be retrograde um, during this time. And we're also going to have Jupiter and Mars in a perfect conjunction in Aries. So my early prediction on this new moon is that it's going to be a very, very potent time for us to be ref refining and rooting down into the agreements, the relationships, the material, the physical kinds of, um, realities that we're going to be getting used to for quite some time. It's going to be a time where, um, we're really aware of what we value and we're starting to see that come through our action and through our relationship with God. There's going to be like a, an opportunity for us to open our channel from our crown and receive it down through our root, uh, to help us to organize information in a way that really helps to serve others, that really helps to create a structure that not only you can stand on, but the people who support you can as well. So um, I know that we went through time really, really quickly. I wanted to make sure that this episode stayed really, really broad. Um, I, I definitely noticed that last month trying to go through every single aspect of the month um, was very, very challenging. And um, I value your time. So what I want to do now is go into a ritual for how you can connect to the energy of Taurus season and all of this culmination that we're going to be feeling going into Gemini season toward the end of the month of May. So for the ritual this month, 
The practice we're about to engage in is inspired by someone in this audience, actually. A woman that I connected with uh, just before the eclipse of the Taurus new moon. And one of the things she told me was that uh, there are indigenous tribes up in Canada of native people that see time in a way where the past is actually in front of you in your vision of perception and the future is actually behind you. A lot of the times when we think about time, we see the future ahead of us and the past behind us. But with this point of view, we see that we can only learn from our past. We can't learn from the future. The future is essentially behind us because we can't work with it. We can't see it. We can't define it. But what is in our vision, what we can remember is right in front of us, which is our past. And so what I want to do is take this concept and really connect it to the energy of Taurus season and the energy of this Taurus new moon. So wherever you are, if you can close your eyes and find yourself in a comfortable seated position. Once you're there, you can allow yourself to close your eyes, create length in your spine, open your heart, and lift the crown of the head. Now what I want you to do is feel yourself rooted with Mother Earth beneath you. You can send out feelers of energetic connection down to the earth and feel yourself literally taking root almost like these feelers of energy are wrapping themselves around the earth's roots allowing you to feel really grounded and nourished by this beautiful mother planet of ours and from this place of feeling rooted i want you to take three deep breaths Calling in the energy of Mercury. The planet that rules the mind. And our ability to communicate with God. Giving thanks to Mercury for its natural cycles that help us to rethink and reinvent and renew things in our life. This season, we're going to be clearing out all these little details that help us to create a material reality that we absolutely adore. And then I want you to keep breathing and call in the energy of Venus. The glyph that is a circle with a line down the center, like a little stick figure with a head and a line across that line from the head, almost like a cross with a circle on it. That is Venus. And knowing that Venus connects to the body, she connects to our physical body, our senses. And in that way, she brings us into the present moment through our senses and what we feel. And I want you to imagine the 
past in front of you and what it may bring up inside of you. Memories from 2003, 2010, 2012, or maybe even just last fall. But allow yourself to feel the highs and the lows of your reflection of the past. And allow yourself now to see how the lessons that you learned in the past directly inspire you to make the future known, to make the future based off of what you've learned. Because Taurus season is this fixed earth energy. It is a time to be really present with all of the fertility that is available to us right now. And it is with our relationship with the past that we get to create a very fertile garden for us to harvest in the, in the summer and in the fall. So this time right now of seasonal awareness is very sacred. It's very fertile. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of energy. And so with it, we see the past and we allow it to have us feel even more rooted, even more confident, even more excited to see what the future holds and how we can utilize our past to leverage our intelligence for the future. So now I want you to breathe into the future, into your back body, a vision for yourself based on everything you've learned that's on your heart in front of you related to the past. So imagining the highest version of your dream, having gratitude for all the magic and healing and shedding that this eclipse is going to bring to your life, that this Mercury retrograde, that this Jupiter transit is going to bring. And knowing that you can create from any of your mistakes, from any of your failures, from any of your shortcomings. And that you can continue to build off of all of your glory and off of all of your success. Really see yourself in that higher plan, in that higher timeline. And see yourself throughout this month and in the months to, to come. What is the healthiest unfolding of this divine plan for you? What is the pace that you can move at that honors your true sacred rhythm? And now that you have this vision, feel it in your heart. Feel how joyful it makes you, how happy it makes you to know that you have all this opportunity right at the tip of your fingertips for you to continue to feel in this way. So I invite you to use this practice 
use this awareness throughout all of tourist season. And I want to give a special thanks to the beautiful woman in our community that introduced me to this concept to share with you now. And I'd love to know what it is that you are creating, what it is that you are looking forward to this month. What are important times for you and opportunities that you're trying to take hold of? So please leave a review, uh, leave a comment, share on social media, and let me know what has come through for you in this horoscope transmission as well as the ritual. Hi, beautiful soul. If you've made it all the way to the end of this episode, I congratulate you. Thank you for being here with me. Um, to me, this means that you are really connected to my voice, to my channel, and trust me, I am talking straight to you. So I'm so happy that you're here. And I want to let you know that I am offering a few ways to deepen our studies in the podcast. This is a public offering. It is a free offering that I like to keep really broad so that it's applicable to as many people as possible and we can cover a lot of ground. But what I'm working on right now is developing uh, mini courses coming to you in the month of June. I'm so excited um, to be experiencing the official release of those products. And um, I want you to know and be a part of it. So if you want to learn more about the upcoming mini courses that I'm creating, as well as, as, well as intensive experiences that you can have with me, month-to-month uh, -month check-ins to help you with your business or your spiritual development, then go to staryalignment.com and be sure to join my mailing list. Or you can sign up for a discovery call with any of my one-on-one -on -one intensive services at the moment. So I really look forward to connecting with you and deepening our relationship and our study of astrology together. Thank you so much for being here and a special shout out to our musical sponsors, Starbirds, for creating the beautiful in Taurus music and every other track in this podcast for us. I would love to see how this episode resonated with you. So be sure to share on social media, tag me and uh, rate this podcast on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. All that stuff really does make a difference. I look forward to connecting with you throughout the month of May. And again, in our upcoming episode of the Starry Alignment podcast, may you live in alignment now and always.